Ranking all the Beatles songs that I've had on my mind. I'm still ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still ranking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Someone actually told me this morning, like literally today, that they can't stand Elton John. What? Yeah. Who was that? Call him out. Dox him here on the podcast. (laughs) They need to be finished. Well, she was also like, I haven't listened to him since the 60s or whatever. And I was like, well, maybe you should like revisit. Give him give him a fair shake. Like give him one more pass. Do the catalog. And if you still don't like it, that's okay. You like can... what drove them away? Was it like, if it's Crocodile Rock, I can see that. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Is it, uh, and it shall be Levon. And it shall that? be a good man. I think is it called Levon? I don't know. He shall be Levon. Uh, okay. I'm not great on that song. I, I don't love that song. She didn't say specifically what it was. We gotta but... talk. I want to know who this person. Is. Okay. <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you who it is. Yeah. I'm fine. not ex- exposing them to your wrath. <laughs> <laughs> I got love for Elton. He's great. I know? know, but this was on the heels of me saying how much I hate the Doors. Ooh, so, maybe they were a Doors fan. They're like, well, yeah, well, I, fuck Elton John. I hate Elton John. <laughs> uh, they thought you were a big Elton head. I don't know. Is that what they call Elton fans? Elton, Elton heads. heads. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's the thing. There's got to be a better. And they all term wear big sunglasses. <laughs> he has his own gla- his own line of glasses. Does he? Elton John eyewear. No. Yeah. You're kidding. Sunglasses and prescription glasses. Okay, I'm going to look those up as They're soon as we're done. Pr- some of them are pretty great. All right, let's wrap this podcast up. I want to go look at all these glasses. <laughs> I need Fri- to buy some. Friends, welcome to episode 107. Our sponsor today is Elton's Eyewear. <laughs> Elton John Eyewear sponsoring Ranking the Beatles. Thank you, Elton. Elton will be on episode, uh, our, our second to last episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, he'll great. be our guest for that. Great, great, great. He's a big white whale guest for me. I'd love to have him on here. Uh, friends, welcome to episode 107 of Ranking the Beatles. Uh, I am your host, Jonathan, over here to my left, yawning mightily <laughs> into the microphone. I was yawning away. It was adorable. Uh, y'all, it's my beautiful, lovely wife, Julia. How are you, my dear? Obviously tired. Obviously tired, as always. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. You look lovely today. Thank you. It's so good to see you. I feel like it's I haven't so seen to you see today. You. Uh, it's been a busy day. Yes. But I'm glad that we are here now and for the rest of the evening. Me too. We get to do our thing together and do our little ranking. Doing our little rankings. Doing our little rankings. Doing your things. little podcast. Doing your podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, guys, gals, well, friends, so glad you're all here today. Uh, if this is your first time listening, welcome to the party. What we do here is there's a list of 223 Beatles songs that I ranked from my own personal least favorite to most favorite. Uh, caveat, I mean, I love them all. I mean, I'm a huge Beatles fan. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing this. Uh, but every episode, we have a different guest on to discuss the next song in the in the ranking. That's what we do here. That's what we're going to do here That's tonight. what we're going to do today. Now that we've brought you up to speed, let's get into it. And let me tell you all a bit about our guest this week. You ready, Julia? 
more than. Let's do it. Our guest today is one of the hosts and creators of Another Kind of Mind, a podcast that challenges established narratives about the Beatles with commentary, educated criticism, and original thought-provoking analysis. Uh, it's also one of the best Beatles podcasts out there. Possibly my favorite? I don't know. I hate to pick favorites because I, I love all the people that make these podcasts, and we've gotten to be friends with a lot of them. So I don't want it to seem like I'm picking favorites, but I really like this one a Your lot. nephew is going to be angry. Big apologies to Sam Wiles of the wonderful Paul or Nothing. I love you, too. I love your podcast. I love all the podcasts just as much. They're all equal in my mind. Um, but if you're listening to our show, you're probably also listening to another kind of mind. If you're not, highly recommended that you do because it's uh, it's pretty great. So, friends, with no further ado, please welcome back to Ranking the Beatles, Phoebe Lord. Phoebe, welcome back to Ranking the Beatles. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you doing, Jonathan and Julia? We're good. Pretty good, yeah. Yeah, it's it's so lovely to catch up uh, with you. I feel like we had you on like forever ago. Like it's it's been a hot minute. Mm-hmm. It's been a while, yeah. 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 It's all the way back for Wild Honey Pie. Yes. So it's pre- pretty far down on the list, oh, but yeah. higher than a lot of people would have ranked it. Yes. I actually <laughs> have brought up to my Beatles cover band recently. We kind of like half acidly jokingly played Wild Honey Pie at a show. Yeah. And I'm like, guys, we need to add this to the set list. If only to kind of troll people. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I want to add that. And why don't we do it in the road just to like have, you know? Nice. Just to like give those songs their moment in the sun. How was it received should. at the show? Bewilderment. It's <laughs> <laughs> probably the best way to put it. I don't know this one. What is yeah. this? Yeah. Why are they all just screaming? It's very, yeah. <laughs> but how are you? How are things in, in ACOM land these days? Oh, they're doing great. I, I spoke with Miss Daphne just this morning. Lovely. Um, I feel like I speak to her every day. I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't quite every day. But um, yeah, we're, we're still plugging along. We're working our butts off on our new series. And uh, yeah. And what's, what is the uh, the new series? Are you able to tell me what you guys are working on? Cause I'm got... able to. Okay. Yeah, I'm able to tell you that it's going to be massive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, it will be finished before the year is out. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we had originally said it was going to be done before the summer was over. That might not happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely forthcoming. Nice. Now, when yeah. you say before the year is over, do you mean released or like done researching before the year is over? Um, finished and released. Yeah, okay. Released before the year is out. For Exciting. Sure. I am like yeah. enamored by the research that y'all do. Like, it's so thorough. <laughs> and I always feel like I'm just like scouring the same like five, six sources for things for ours. And I'm like, where do you guys find this? Where do you find the time? (laughs) Yeah. This one is pretty, is pretty research deep. Lots of research, lots of analysis. Uh, There will be charts and graphs. Yes. Ooh. Um, I love graphs. Speaking my language. Yeah, these will be, these will be good. Sexy graphs. They'll be very sexy. Are you making (laughs) them available? (laughs) Won't be dry. (laughs) Nice. Nice. Yeah, for sure. It will all be available. Yeah. Nice. And you were telling us earlier that uh, 
you were recently featured uh, in an article from the Grammy Foundation or Grammy Museum? Yeah, the, gra- the, the Grammys. Grammy people. The Grammys. <laughs> There's multiple yeah. arms. I don't know what they do. <laughs> yeah, Grammy.com. By the let's put it this way: by the Grammys website. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. By their their online existence. Um, yeah, that was very exciting to us. Uh, they did an article on seven figures, seven LGBTQ plus figures in the Beatles universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and they used our research and they actually credited us. Yes. Which That's is awesome. amazing. Lovely. It's really cool. To, it's easy to do. You can <laughs> <It's> so simple. <laughs> feel free to do it. <laughs> Turns um, out. So yeah, that, that, it, that was great. Excellent. Yeah, very honored to be featured in that. Very mm-hmm. cool. We'll have to pull that link and put it in the show notes. Yeah, for sure. I'm oh, like, we'll, yeah. we'll, yeah, we'll do that. We'll do that. <laughs> <laughs> like I do any of the work for this podcast. Tag team, baby. <laughs> so good. Cool. Well, very cool. Well, you know, you know, we are massive fans of what you, what y'all do over there. Um, for my money, pound for pound, probably my favorite Beatles podcast. Aww. No offense Aww. to like Sam or the guys at Blood of Beatles. I love all y'all. Everybody's great. <laughs> oh, that means so much. Thank you so much. It's Jonathan, it, that's really sweet. I really so I I shouldn't probably say this on on record. As, <laughs> as my dog scratches I'm his like, what is collar over here. Um but I I tend to find myself like <laughs> listening to it when I'm working and then I stop what I'm doing and then I just kind of sit there and listen for like extended periods and then like things go into idle on my computer and I'm like, oh crap. Whoops. Go back to work. Go back to work. Whoops. <laughs> Got to keep that mouth moving. Yes. <laughs> keep them, keep them guessing. Keep For sure. Them, keep them thinking that you're working. Just move that mouth around. <laughs> <laughs> someone told me recently that, like, I think at the beginning of COVID, someone told them that they had hooked up their, like, tied their mouth to, like, an oscillating fan yes. or something <laughs> to keep it moving. And I was like... That's genius. That's so good. I'm so proud of whoever that is. Like, well done. Fuck that capitalism. sounds like something like a 12 year old would invent. To right. Avoid homework. It's yeah. very Ferris Bueller. Yes. It yeah. definitely. Is. Yes. Had to have been like a an elder millennial. Yeah. Well. For sure. We're super excited to have you back today. Thanks for uh, making some time. Um, yeah. Before we get cracking into this song, you know, because it's a song that stems from A Hard Day's Night. Um, Mm -hmm. I kind of wanted to ask you, do you remember your first time seeing A Hard Day's Night? Do you have any recollections of that first time you saw the film? Oh, yeah. Uh, The first time I saw A Hard Day's Night was uh, on cassette at my friend's house. Um, She was like, I think there, there were two. It was me and my best friend, and then we had a third best friend, whatever, the third friend. Um, and we all got into the Beatles at the same time. And the, I remember us sort of squealing during the <laughs> during the <laughs> musical performances, like at the end. Uh, it was just very exciting. Watching them was very exciting. It was like I definitely understood Beatlemania mm-hmm. very quickly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember about how old you were when this was? Twelve. Okay. Yeah, twelve. I feel like we probably fall into that same ballpark uh, age-wise. Um, you know, of seeing this on VHS for the first time and it really kind of informing our our notions of who these guys were and, and you know, kind of who 
who the characters were, how they are portrayed, you know, publicly, it kind of, you know, creates their identity for them, you know, and in, in some ways, I kind of feel like, you know, in both A Hard Day's Night and Help, like, they kind of present this kind of dichotomy of, like, John's the leader, Paul's second in command, George is just kind of following everybody, and Ringo's like the lovable kind of clown, um, you know. <laughs> And I, it's, it's funny now because as we look at these things now as, and when we're older and as we've done, you know, kind of the research that we do on these things, you know, John's – he's the leader in the movies and everything, but he's, you know, maybe the least leadery of them all. He's maybe the most kind of insecure <laughs> and, like, emotionally stunted. And in some ways I almost feel like these – it kind of does a disservice to how we've viewed John over the years. Would you think similar on that? Probably. I mean, the, the, the presentation of the characters in A Hard Day's Night are a little shallow. I mean, not, you know, I wouldn't even say that's like the fault of the movie because that's just kind of the structure of the movie, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it works for the film. It's not, like, it's not a documentary, you know? Like, yeah. it, it doesn't have to accurately reflect their real dynamics or anything. Mm -hmm. um, like we know it's fictional we know it's kind of a, a goof um, so it works just on its own as a, as a fun movie mm -hmm. but um, yeah I think for people assuming that this is the real Beatles then yeah that's a, that's a problem because yeah. it's, it's certainly not yeah. an accurate reflection of them but, as people yeah um, I, f I feel like for me as like an impressionable you know, young kid, you know, I certainly saw John as like this confident, cool guy. And that probably in a lot of ways informed the way I listened to the music and the way I interpreted it growing up mm. and not seeing those kind of insecurities and glaring kind of, I don't want to say issues, but glaring uh, traits that he had that kind of define him as a deeper person than just like right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. John. Add to his complexity. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. Well, I was reading, it's different for us, right? Because we're in like the post Beatles age or mm -hmm. whatever. We're, we're consuming all this stuff. So while I was watching a hard day's night for the first time, I was also devouring biographies on the Beatles and, you know, like, whatever literature was available at that point. Like I read it all. Mm -hmm. So um, I was definitely getting information from a variety of sources. It wasn't just, you know, what I saw on the screen. Like I could see that that was kind of, but even though I could see that it was, you know, fake and, you know, I understand it's a movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> but, it, but I will say that it, it does translate and like really does a good job of showcasing John's charisma and his humor. Like it, like that part is real, yeah. you know, mm -hmm. he is funny. And like, if you're not funny, you're not going to be funny mm -hmm. no matter how many words are stuck in your mouth. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you, you really do have to be funny to be funny on screen. So um, in that case, it's, it's a magnificent showcase for John. I mean, it, it really, I don't know that it was intended that way. Like, I don't know that it, the point of it mm -hmm. <laughs> was to highlight uh, John, but it, I think it just so happened that that particular medium 
allowed John to shine in like some of his most some of his best qualities, you know, like his charisma, his as a performer. Like he's a fantastic performer. Yeah. He gets undersold as a performer too. People think it's like everything he does is like his authentic naked self without the flesh, you know, mm. like it's just as like <laughs> just his inner skin and bones. It's like he's a performer, guys, yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, and, and a I, really really good one. He is. <laughs> You know, and, and I think that's kind of one of the things that informed, you know, other things like when the first time I remember running um, uh, how I won the war, I was, mm-hmm. I think, surprised that he wasn't a bigger role. And, and, and this was, you know, being young and not knowing anything about the film other than John Lennon was billed as one of the stars of it. And then <laughs> yeah, going, right, right, he's right. only in this movie for like 20 <laughs> yeah. minutes and then he dies like this is really weird. And he wasn't like a central plot driven no. character. Like it just seemed yeah, almost like a waste of his ability in that, I guess, you know, because you, yeah. you, you'd seen him be this very charismatic, you know, magnetic presence in the other films. Well, and how interested were you in the film, to be honest? Like, right. Like you're there yeah. because of you rented it because of John. Yeah. Yeah. And once it was once I realized what it was, it was like, well, I really don't give a lot of care to this now. (laughs) Yeah. And like repeated viewings over the last, I don't know, 30 years have kind of been the same. It's like, yeah, I'm not really into this until he shows up. And then he's even then it's just kind of like what's happening here. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a, uh, a favorite Beatles film? Oh, funny. You should ask. Um, <laughs> favorite Beatles film. So I, I guess of the official ones, I'm assuming that's what we're talking about. Sure. The official five or whatever would get back. In, would that count? I yeah, I'm, I'll throw that in there. I mean, as much I as would I would throw, say, let it be in. So, yeah, I'll throw that in. Yeah, I would. I would for sure choose get back. Yeah. I mean, I, I do. Enjoy, I do like A Hard Day's Night for what it is, you know, meaning. Not meaning for what it is like for the piece of shit it is, but like, (laughs) (laughs) like for that for that little you know for the entertainment value little (laughs) moment in time. Yeah, it's it it's a unique piece of film. I like it. Yeah. Um, Help is trash. Um, (laughs) (laughs) That's really you know it's funny because it's such a it's such a beautifully shot film. I think yeah. the aesthetically the aesthetic kind of draw of it masks the fact that it is kind of a turd of a movie. Um yeah, with some is. blindingly <laughs> horrible racism in it. <laughs> like, For sure. Like things it, that just, just don't hold water now. But <laughs> if if the Beatles weren't in it, we would have thrown that movie in the trash a long time ago. It's it's yeah. not good. It's, if it were the Dave Clark trash. Five, we would not have watched that movie. <laughs> oh my god. It would be buried. Yeah, have you ever watched print. Have you ever watched their movie? They made a movie. Oh, I might have. I've seen a lot of real garbage. I think it's films. like having a wild weekend or something like that. <laughs> yeah, I might have seen part of that. Yeah, I've seen a lot of like those and Elvis movies from mm-hmm. the mid sixties. And Elvis movies are so bad. Psych Out with a Strawberry Alarm Clock and yeah, lots of Strawberry Alarm Clock made a movie. Well, they were the featured band oh, in a man. in a terrible film. Like it's that sort of hippie splo- exploitation movie. Mm-hmm called Psych Out, but it has a fantastic uh, soundtrack. If you like the Strawberry Alarm Clock, I love the Strawberry Alarm Clock. All I know is Incense, like everyone else, I know Incense and Peppermints, and I know that that's not their singer that's singing on it. That's like all I know about that band. 
that album if you seriously if you ever see it that whole album i love i mean now it's very like if you are into that very specific genre of like psychedelic dream pop from 1967 like it's very very specific (laughs) but if you like it oh that's a top tier awesome album okay I feel like that's yeah, definitely, definitely your wheelhouse. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Oh, yeah, it's great. I actually saw them live once wow. in Brooklyn. Wow. They just were playing. So I was like, I'll see them. I don't care. <laughs> and they were terrible. Oh, <laughs> so no. Oh, no. I Respectfully. I mean, they were old and, you know, I don't think they had played together since the 60s. Yeah. Oh. They, they, they were not. They were not good. Yeah. But that's fine. I wasn't expecting that. Woof. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was free, to be honest. I mean, oh, even like better. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Man. Yeah, it's Love fun- them. I, I don't know why this just popped in my head. I was just reading an old article from a Rolling Stone in like 87, 88. And this is way off topic. Uh, but yeah. the Strawberry Alarm Clock tangent brought me to this. Uh, and it was talking <laughs> about how the Monkees' initial reunion tour happened. And oh, yeah. this promoter approached them or approached Peter Tork first. And Peter Tork, who's like the one who was like most down on his luck at this point. And he wasn't even down. He just wasn't he wasn't doing, doing anything, you know. Yeah. And so he was like, yeah, I don't think I don't think I don't think it's a good idea. And the promoter was also the guy behind the initial tour, uh, the initial uh, Happy Together tours with the Turtles. And he was like, well, why don't oh, yeah, you come yeah. to come to this show and just watch it and then make a decision. And. I don't know who – it doesn't say who he was watching, but Peter Tork was like, oh, shit, we can do this. God. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But like, That's actually a really good idea on the promoter's part. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, I went to one of those tours a few years ago, and, um, you know, seeing bands from that era who maybe don't have, like, the massive catalog that a lot of bands like, you know, the Beatles or the yeah, Beach Boys yeah. or the Monkees and kind of these big catalog bands – you know, but some of them can really still play and can really still oh, do yeah. the thing. And you think how kind of lucky we are that even though the Beatles obviously are like the top of the heap, um, their ability to perform and deliver has really never diminished. Uh, even, you know, as, you know, individual oh, yeah, separate yeah. entities, like it's never been like an embarrassing, you know, guy playing in like a Holiday Inn bar type mm-hmm. gig, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Well, I mean, you just use the monkeys as an example. Like um, Peter Tork, or I think probably most of them at some point took breaks where they weren't even doing music anymore. Yeah. So it's kind of unfair to compare them to, like, say, Paul McCartney, who has never stopped doing, you know, it's like that's his full time job. Yeah. (laughs) Will be, you know. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I saw, since we're off topic, we might as well. Yeah. Um, I saw a lot of those older acts when they started doing this is like mostly in the in the aughts like in the early aughts probably um when a, i might have seen the turtles actually a lot of them started touring and doing like free outdoor concerts and mm-hmm. stuff um brooklyn used to have a really great summer series where they'd put on it's called like i don't know summer stage or something like that and they put on a lot of great older acts and i went to see all of them like uh, all of them and there was a real variety in like performance wise mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who who came on and rocked and who stunk it up. Um, <laughs> I saw the Rascal, but I saw like some of my favorite bands. Like I saw the Rascals. I love the Rascals. Yeah. Um, 
they have a deep catalog. Mm-hmm. They have a lot of hits. Yeah. Um, I saw the Zombies. They're one of my favorite sixties yes. bands. Yes. Um, didn't you just get a Zombies record? <laughs> yeah, we just got um, a reissue of uh, Odyssey and Oracle. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, one of the best. Yep. Great, great band. Um, like I said, saw Strawberry Alarm Clock. Like saw a lot of those. Like sort of. Um, I don't know what you'd call them, like second tier, like not, you know, not the Beatles and the Stones. Right. They're probably right. like the most, or the Who, like the most famous bands yeah. of the 60s. But um, yeah, I saw a lot of them. I just saw them when they were, you know, in their 60s and 70s. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, because, so, you know, so guys like, you know, Ringo's done really well. The All Star Band was such a brilliant idea. Because otherwise he might well have ended mm-hmm. up on like a happy together package type deal, you know, and um, and not that there's and that's not to diminish the yeah, yeah, that yeah, tour absolutely. at all. Like it's a fantastic tour. Um, but yeah, I, I think things like that would have changed maybe the way the Beatles are kind of like the hindsight view of things if they ended up on something like that. Yeah. Or even if, I mean, well, if just Ringo had, I guess. And a lot of, I saw a lot of 80s bands too, because now, like, we're old enough now, or they're old enough, I guess we should say, that they are doing, like, nostalgia tours. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't, mm-hmm. you know, they can't fill out stadiums or whatever. So they're doing free shows in parks and, yeah. and whatever. But, like, I saw, like, Air Supply, they killed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Billy Ocean, he nice. was awesome. I'm remembering the good ones. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw some clunkers too, like some <laughs> bands that you expected to be good that were like, "Oh, you guys not sounding <laughs> good." Yeah. Um, I think Huey Lewis in the News I saw and they were awesome. Fantastic. They band. killed it. Um, boy, I don't know. Like a a, a bunch of other um, a bunch of other eighties bands. Basically, if they're free, I will go to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're at the age of like nostalgia 90s nostalgia package tours like mm-hmm. we just saw oh for sure we just saw garbage and noel gallagher uh from oasis and mm-hmm. uh and that was great and i know there's a tour that i, I just saw on facebook that's um bare naked ladies semi-sonic and delamitri it's like wow oh wow the 90s are that's, alive and kicking man mm-hmm. <laughs> that's quite a package yeah mm-hmm. well see that's the thing is like pavement's going on they're still selling out yeah Pavement's still selling out. Uh, the Cure is selling out like hotcakes. Like, like, oh, better than they've done in ticket. years. Yeah, I could not get a ticket to see the Cure. Yeah. in Atlanta. Yeah, that's crazy. That when they um, played here, we were I think we were out of town or something. Mm-hmm. And I looked on Facebook. Literally every person I know in New Orleans was at that show. Yeah. I was like, the whole city <laughs> except and also for like, us is there. They were playing at Smoothie King Center at our arena, sold out. Yeah, and 15 years ago, 20 years ago, they were playing like mid-sized theaters here like they played i saw them at the sanger theater in 2001 maybe mm-hmm. which only holds yeah, yeah, three thousand yeah. people so like yeah some bands may are able to kind of navigate that and just keep building in, in different ways you know well i think now it's uh here's the one thing you you can say about gen x people is we go to shows mm. Like, Gen X people are at every single show yep. that I've ever seen. Like, brand new artists. There will be Gen X people standing around in their black T-shirts, <laughs> you know, and their, and their Converse sneakers. The like, built to spill yeah. T-shirt. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. You know, raising my hand as guilty as her. But, yeah. 
we'll, you're like, in fact, I'm wearing it right now. Yes. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Like we do not mind standing, you know, standing in general admission audiences and watching shows. That's what we did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So well, um, we're into sitting now. We like to sit. Um, well, we're also elder <laughs> we're, millennials. We're, we're not Gen X. Yeah. We're elder true. millennials. So true. Yeah, missed, that's true. We missed the the boat on that. That's true. <laughs> I'm like, I need my own little personal space. <laughs> I cannot stand. Need a cup holder. Got to got to put that beer somewhere. Can't hold it for too long. <laughs> I love it. All right, we've gone way off topic, but that's okay. Sorry. I'm a big fan of it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't we turn our attention to number 109 in the list, shall we? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Friends, coming in this week at number 109 is I'll Cry Instead. <laughs> I got every reason on earth to be mad Cause I just lost the only girl I had If I could get my way I'd get myself locked up today But I can't, so I cry instead I got a chip on my shoulder that's bigger than my feet I can't talk to people that I meet in early 1964, when starting work on their first feature film, the general idea was that the band would present director Richard Lester with a number of new songs to choose from for use in the film. Now, John and Paul were on hot streaks as writers. they just conquered America, and the charts on both sides of the globe were filled with their songs, both for the Beatles and for other artists. Paul's Can't Buy Me Love was just released as a single in March and headed to number one. John managed to write A Hard Day's Night, the song, pretty much to spec in 24 hours when Richard Lester decided on the title for the film. Uh, when a song was needed for the scene of the film in which the Beatles escape from the film studio they've been stuck in all day and proceed to romp through a field, by all accounts, John sought to write something for that target as well. The song, I'll Cry Instead, was written at least mostly, if not entirely, by John for submission for this scene. However, Richard Lester wasn't a fan of including the song in the film because of its not-so-upbeat lyrical content. The director didn't seem to think a song about having a chip on your shoulder due to the inability to get away from the public and cry because you're so famous, while also vowing to go on an international plowing expo to get his revenge on the lover that left him, would be a good fit for the film. <laughs> So instead, he elected to use the already released Can't Buy Me Love for the scene. So the band record I'll Cry Instead for the album anyway, tackling it on June 1st in the same session in which they record their covers of Matchbox uh, with guest Carl Perkins in the studio to watch and Larry Williams' Slow Down. In an interesting turn of events, the band recorded the song in two sections, one being the bulk of the whole song and the second, se uh, the second section being the last bridge and chorus. This allowed for various edits to be made for different lengths of the song, which would end up being the difference between the eventual, the eventual UK and US releases of the song. Uh, it hmm. took the band six takes to get the first section and two for the second, with their usual instrumental lineup, onto which was added John's vocal double and a tambourine that might as well be the lead instrument in the song. Uh, the song <laughs> was released in the bulk of the world on the album A Hard Day's Night in June of 64. In the US, it was released on the Hard Day's Night soundtrack, 
despite not being featured in the film, uh, which was released by United Artists, who distributed the movie, as well as on Capitol Records' album Something New, both released in June of 64 as well. It was also the B-side of the U.S. single for I'm Happy Just to Dance with You, which they just released everything as a single back then. I didn't mm-hmm. even know that was released as a single. America does. Right? America, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just throw it out there. Yeah, It'll be fine. Uh, the song was never performed live by the band or any of its members, though it was initially excluded from the film. When it was re-released in 1982, it was used to soundtrack an opening sequence with still photos from the era, presumably as a tribute to John or just a way to add something new to spruce up the coffers. Uh, The same sequence was then featured on ensuing home videos of the film as well. So why do I have I'll Cry Instead at 109? So like we were saying earlier, I'm in the group that was first exposed to this song through the 80s home video release. I can still vividly remember the VHS copy of A Hard Day's Night that I used to rent from the video store at my parents' house and being kind of confused as to why there was essentially a music video before the movie actually started. Um, I, I always felt like this was a really cool-sounding song regardless. It sounds like 1964, but it also just sounds like a cooler version of that, if that makes sense. And this is an era to me where John just really sounds cool. Now, as an older man, I do see the lyrics of the song are a bit more on the misogynistic side of things. The idea of being a miserable dick to everybody just because you've been dumped, then going around being a playboy isn't the most level-headed, mature thing to do. But John's also a 23-year-old man-child at this time. And the idea of having you know, every reason on earth to be mad is definitely emblematic of the youthful narcissism. Though we yeah. can also agree that you know, John's particular narcissism doesn't really ease with age. Uh, Cynthia Lennon... <laughs> Stated that, I mean, the guy was always pretty narcissistic if we're, being, if we're calling a spade a spade. Uh, Cynthia Lennon stated that she felt this was John coming to terms with being unhappy with his newfound success. And I can see that. Uh, the oh. idea of such huge success in celebrity, also meaning never having the time to be alone to deal with your own emotions, is a pretty self-aware feeling to have. Um, this is kind of part of John's progression into, autobi- into autobiography as a writer. Uh, kind of bit by bit throughout 64, this kind of unfolds for him, recognizing that chip on his shoulder, not necessarily reconciling it, but admitting it. And that's a big step. Mm-hmm. Uh, vocally, I think he's in a really sweet spot here, just kind of the right amount of grit on this tune. Uh, George sprinkles some really nice guitar leads throughout. Ringo keeps it fairly simple. I love the little bass walk down that Paul does in the breaks of the song. It's a nice little touch. It's a fun moment mm-hmm. to kind of play air bass to. Uh, and all in all, it's not necessarily. Listeners, you missed this, but when Jonathan said airbase, he actually not airbase. You totally did an airbase, and you did the neck, the neck Jonathan thing. Missed it too. I missed it too. That's amazing. I love that. Sorry, I had when, to. When like, I say airbase, I have to airbase. You actually, and it was like the playing the bass with both hands and the neck, the the like snake neck thing. Yes. It was so. The I was like, face? oh yeah. Mm. Yes. I don't think you did stink face because you were face. talking, yeah. but everything else was there. Okay, sorry. Okay. Return to your return to your speech. All in all, it's not necessarily a home run of a song, and I can see how it would not have fit in the romp scene of A Hard Day's Night, but it certainly brings me back to the childhood memories of watching this movie on VHS as a kid and thinking, even over the still pictures of the band that played during that intro, that these four guys seemed like the absolute coolest guys in the world. So I think my love of this song is maybe more of a memory for me, um, but I really, really enjoy it every time I hear it. Big fan. <laughs> so that's my two cents. Phoebe, I turn it over to you. Slap it a bass. Ooh, that was nice. <laughs> <laughs> that's 
Yeah, that was that was really right. good. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> a lot of info there. Okay. Um, first of all, thank you so much for clearing up one of the big mysteries for me here, because I thought this was the beginning. I, oh, I thought this was the opening track to a hard day's night, and it was I was like thinking like yeah it would be so cliche to kick off a hard day's night with a hard day's night <laughs> but yet they chose this song and then i googled it i'm like wait a second am i stupid and then i googled it and i'm like what the fuck right <laughs> where did i even get the idea that this opened a hard day's night because i looked at both the 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 original uk version and the american so i grew up with the american versions because mm -hmm. i had the american albums lps Back this what we used to call them back in the day, kids. LP. LPs. <laughs> so they were long playing records. Yeah. So it doesn't kick off either one. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know where I got this idea, but I think where I got the idea is from that VHS cassette. Mm -hmm. That must be why I think of I'll Cry Instead as a as an album opener. Yeah. But which is weird. But um And Curious said it's on yeah. it's on the soundtrack, but it wasn't released it wasn't on the film it wasn't in the film at the time well i can see yeah. it i could see it not fitting into the film and i definitely see it not fitting with that romp like yeah. that was definitely the right choice can't buy me love <laughs> yeah it's great on it's perfect the romp. yeah um in general though i just i love this song it sounds urgent fresh it's a little bit different mm -hmm. and you know, to me, it it strikes a good balance between vulnerable and aggressive, mm -hmm. like you were talking about. Yeah. Um, like, for example, when I get home and you can't do that are, you know, fairly boil, boilerplate kind of, you know, I'm going to tell my woman to, you know, to act better kind of mm -hmm. kind of <laughs> stuff. Um, and and I'll be back, which I think is also a great song from this album is very dejected yeah like to the point where john's almost kind of whipping himself a little bit um but i think i'll cry instead for me it just hits the right note like right in between those two things like mm -hmm. you said there's a little bit there's a little bit of piggishness like like, <laughs> like it that's a real hard open to say like i have every reason on earth to be mad like Okay, John. Right. Every reason, like every reason on earth. Okay. Um, you earned how much money last night, John? Mm. Exactly. Oh, like, okay, our life is very hard for you. Yeah. Take it easy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so that starts off kind of crazy. Um, that's uh, that that opening line is a bit much. But then to shift into, if I could have my way, I'd get myself locked up today. That was that's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> wow, John, shit, okay, right. well, I'm going to sit down and listen then. Well, what's going on? <laughs> you know, that's a, that's just not the line you expect. Mm -hmm. Every time I hear it, it sounds like unexpected. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem to fit on the Hard Day's Night album soundtrack. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. why is he talking about getting himself arrested because he's in such a state? Okay, well, I'm going to listen now. Or, then, is, or is he talking about getting locked up like into an institution like feeling like that he's you know losing it a little bit maybe oh good grief i hadn't even thought about that mm. well to me it, it feels like 
well, I don't know because locked up definitely an American vernacular means yeah handcuffs. You mm-hmm, know, like, for sure. Yeah. So that's that's how I took it is that he's he's doing a little bit of an Americanism <laughs> there, mm-hmm. like yeah, I'm gonna get in a bar fight and you know <laughs> so I can sleep it off in the drunk tank or yeah. whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then. Um, you know, some of these lyrics, honestly, if we pull them out, some of them don't stand up that well. Like, I've got a chip on my shoulder that's bigger than my feet. It's not great. Right. And then, yeah. <laughs> like, I can't talk to people that I meet. Like, well, that's that's pretty weak. I mean, I guess right. it's better than I can't talk to people on the street. Right. But it's just kind of on the, that level. It's not great. But yeah. it doesn't really matter because – because like if i could make you if i could see you now i'll try to make you sad somehow it's such a great lyric mm-hmm. that it just cut you kind of just forgive the the chip on the shoulder and the feet and all that sort of stuff it, yeah. it, it it's kind of like the beginning the beginning stanza too like you you for you instantly forgive every reason on earth to be mad because <laughs> he's just trying to get himself locked up so um <laughs> In general, I think it's it's really good. And then those those lyrics about I'll come back again someday, and when I do, you'd better hide all the girls. I'm gonna break their hearts all around the world. I'm gonna break them in two and show you what your loving man can do. Is definitely unhinged. <laughs> <laughs> like <laughs> so off the charts, like you're deliberately hurting other innocent women for revenge like yeah. what is what do you even say like who are you getting revenge on the entire female sex you know I, it's I, just very it's like it's it's way beyond it's yeah. so messed up but again you feel how vulnerable and upset that he is that you kind of just buy into it mm-hmm um, no, no reply has the same quality to me, and no reply I also think is an amazing, amazing song. Yeah. Um, on this level, where he just brings an intensity and a realness to it that you that is just like palpable to me. Like I really feel, I really feel his emotions in this song. Mm-hmm. It's just very intense, and I love the the sort of chugga 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 quality mm-hmm. to like that kind of little like like it's a train rolling along yeah, yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like um inappropriate almost because it's not a country and western song mm-hmm. you know like there's no reason why it should be a train beat but it works really well some of the best Beatles songs i think have that do feeling. that they, yeah yeah, they'll incorporate something that feels out of pocket, but they use it in a different way, you know? Yeah. There's a, a, a quote that John said, I don't, I, I want to say it's maybe in Lennon Remembers, where he says um, something along the lines of, you know, I'm not the most technically proficient guitar player, but I can make, a, I can can make, make a, it move. I can make it move and howl. <laughs> and that's like the perfect, I think, ex- explanation of him as a rhythm guitarist. Like, Rhythm yeah. guitar on its own is essentially you're just strumming chords and any right. schmuck can do that that knows how to play chords. But to propel a song in a yes. specific way takes talent. And certain people can do that in their own spe- specific way. And John had that ability 
wholeheartedly. I mean, that, and this is a prime example of it. Yeah, I agree. And I think it's just a matter of good taste also. Mm-hmm. It's just like having the instinct to know what the song needs. Yeah. And this is exactly what it what it needs. It sort of moves it along. Very, like, it, this song to me is very, very, very urgent. And the other incredible thing about this song is it's a minute and 44 seconds long. And it doesn't feel too short. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I don't wish it to be longer, but I do wish to listen to it again. So this is yeah. one of those songs. I'm one of those annoying people. I don't know if you're one of these people, but I do like to so occasionally listen to a song on repeat like mm-hmm. 45 times. Yeah. This is one of those that I'll just put on a loop. Like I could literally, I'm not even exaggerating. I could sit and listen to this song 10 times. Yeah. I love this song. <laughs> and because it's so short, you can loop it around and around and around again. And it just starts up every time. <laughs> that intro is like so cool. It's like almost like it's like it's going up to speed. Like if you ever had a variable speed turntable, mm-hmm. that's almost what it sounds like. Yep. yep, like that. Yeah, yeah, oh, that's funny. Which is so cool. Just a nice touch. Yeah. And also, I just love when. I love short songs that are like complete and polished and that have interesting things about them. Like they didn't need to do that, that bass solo, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But it makes it so much more interesting. It just makes like, they put more effort into the song than they had to. For sure. And it's what, for me, it's definitely a standout on this album. And I like this album a lot. Yeah. Like there's not top tier. It's all, yeah, it's all so strong. And, you know, and a lot of it is, is, is John at this point. Like he's, I has almost all of it's John, almost all of it's John. <laughs> and I, it's I always feel like I'm doing a disservice when I say this, but I feel like this is a peak for him. Like, I feel like oh, he no, peaks here in 64, then he has to kind of rebuild. And that's where yeah. he goes. Beatles for sale in through to rubber soul and you know, helping rubber soul. And then kind you know, Things kind of change after that, but this is like early his early peak. He peaks early. I feel. Here. I'll, I'll let let me agree with you, but 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 put a twist on that a little bit. <laughs> I think he's on a streak. I think he's hitting a real good stride here, mm-hmm. and then I think after this streak, he's sort of um, it's more like dips and peaks. Yeah. You know, he he still has a steady cache of great songs throughout 65 and 66, like still some of the best of his career. Yeah. But they're more likely to be um, alongside something that's a little more meh. Yeah. It, Although it... I, I will say, like this, this album, even though it is mostly John, I mean, like to be fair, mostly John, Paul has three songs on here and they're three of the best songs on the they're, album. Yeah. They're classics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're great. So quantity wise, John's overwhelmingly, you know, surpassing yeah. him, but quality he's Paul's keeping up for sure. for sure. It's just not as many. It's almost like John goes into like designated hitter mode after this. <laughs> yes. Like he's just, he's hitting, he's hitting, he's hitting everything they throw at him first then it's just like, hey man, just just hit home runs. You do that for a while, and then he yeah, just yeah, yeah. basically yeah. does that. Yeah. 
And every once in a while, he'll go up and he'll and take butt. a walk with her face. And he'll be like, it's fine. It's You're fine. fine. We needed a walk. We need a walk. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get him next time. And then he does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, really strong material on this album. Like, A Hard Day's Night, If I Fell, And I Love Her, Can't Buy Me Love, I'll Cry Instead, Things We Said Today, and I'll Be Back. Mm -hmm. I think I'll Be Back is great, too. Yeah. All of those are top-tier Beatles for me. Mm -hmm. Some of these are kind of, you know, a couple of these are like, mm, like, tell me why. Uh, I've kind of grown to love that one. Like, it's kind of just a blast of fun in the same way, I don't know that I should compare it to A Hard Day's Night, but in the same way that, like, it kind of just jumps out at you. Like, I think that is a really fun song. It might it might be fun. I won't dispute that. But <laughs> like in terms of quality, like songwriting quality, I would say that's more of a lower tier. It's pretty boring. It yeah. doesn't, you know. I'm happy just to dance with you. I don't think, I don't <laughs> like that one so yeah. much, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but some of these are like some of his best. I mean, if I fell, that's one of his best songs. Yeah, hands down. Mm-hmm. I think a hard day's night is pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe a hard day's night is better. Like the record is better than the song. Maybe. Yeah, you know? I'll give you that. See, yeah, I, like I think per- I think that's my thought behind. Uh, Tell me why. I think it's a better performance and a better record than it is a song. Yeah. 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 I'll back you up on that one. <laughs> I always found it interesting yeah. that um, If I Fell was like the song they chose to play live when they could have easily done any number of other songs off this record on a more regular mm. basis. But, like they go to the Hollywood Bowl and try to pull that off to 60,000 people. <laughs> They're just screaming their faces Very off. wild. Like, Very wild. <laughs> yeah. It, that is a wild choice. They, I think they must have liked singing it. Yeah. Because I think ultimately some of those decisions were just based on what they wanted to sing. Yeah. Nobody's going to hear us anyway. Let's just play right. where we want. <laughs> well, it's like, you know, they, they loved singing Babies, Babies in, in Black. Black. And they did <laughs> yeah. it all the way through the end of 66. Yeah. So that might have like, been no the same No one was thing. demanding Baby in right. Black. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we'd rather hear, uh, we'd rather hear, you know, any other song. I believe that. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> There's way better songs they could have chosen, but whatever. Uh, you, you know else. what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah. Julia, love. Yeah. What are you thinking about this one? I, I'm curious your your opinion here. Blah. <laughs> Is it because you're tired or it's just bleh? I don't know. Maybe a little bit of column A, maybe a little bit of column B. <laughs> I just, it's like not grabbing me. It's not... You know, I'm I'm not into it. It's it's not doing anything for me. I'm just sure. like, eh, it's a song. It exists. <laughs> it's fine. Like Phoebe, the the verse that you were just talking about, where he was like, uh, "Oh, when I do, you better hide all the girls. I'm gonna break their hearts all around the world." <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, "This is very like Mike Dexter vibes. Like, who's gonna <laughs> yeah. love you now, Amanda?" <laughs> <laughs> For listeners who are not familiar with Mike Dexter. <laughs> For the non-elder It's a character from the film Can't Hardly Wait. Jock turned moron. Yeah. <laughs> Dumped the hottest girl in school. Yeah. yeah. And then regretted it. Yeah. <laughs> he had regrets. I don't know. I was like, yeah, this is very like Mike Dexter vibes for me. Um, I don't know. I just... The music didn't what grab me. The, the what about this? What about... I'm gonna hide myself away. Hey, 
it's a bit of it, it, it's kind of Buddy Holly-ish, mm-hmm. maybe. I don't know. It is a strange choice. I like it. I love it. Yeah. I want it's some just so, more. Like of it. uncalled for, but it, it makes it so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Like a, a normal person would not have sung it like that. Yeah, for sure. Want to find myself away, babe? They throw a babe in there, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So it just doesn't do anything for you. Not really. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Nothing about it. Like I wasn't tapping my feet. I wasn't. Just it just was like that loud tambourine didn't get you. Yeah. It it nothing about it grabbed me, which is interesting. Yeah. Sorry. That's unusual for you, even on like songs that like you're just kind of like, I don't get it or you don't like it. It at least gives you something. Yeah. Interesting. It's nothing. just like nothing. I got, I'm like void of all opinions and feelings about this song. I don't know. Sorry. <laughs> Writing down the date and time when Julia has no opinion on something. Today, Jan- so, July 5th, 7.30 Central Time. <laughs> are, you, are you a Hard Day's Night fan, Julia? Uh, Generally speaking? Uh, the album or the movie? Yeah, or? The, the album. Um, okay, so this is again where I okay. admit so that here's your, here's your songs. Okay, you're gonna know all songs. A hard day's night. Yeah. Okay. I should have known better. Okay. Whoa, dun, whoa, dun, dun. I should have known better with a girl like you. Yeah. Uh, if I fell. Uh, love that song. Um, mm-hmm. I'm happy just to dance with you. Meh. Okay. <laughs> we call <laughs> that one. We call it. I'm happy not to play that song. Yeah. In the walrus. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? Can't buy me love. Yeah. Um, off the top of my head, um, this one, uh, things no. we said today, anytime at all, you can't do that. Tell me why. I'll and be, I love her. And I love her. The other big one, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> I, I like some of those. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I. So I don't really listen to them in album form. Like mm-hmm. I don't, yeah. I don't know which songs are on which album. Like I can obviously tell, sort of, you know, this yeah. is earlier, this is later, kind of thing. Um, but Fair I, enough. I have no idea what songs are on which albums, and I try not to listen to them in the context of the album because I'm just trying to do it song by song because that's we're only talking about one song mm-hmm. per episode. So I really just like I only listen to that song. I don't listen. I don't look at what's around it. I don't I want it completely out of context. <laughs> if yeah. if we're sitting around and I play an album while we're just doing something around the house, we're having breakfast and I put on Revolver. Uh-huh. As songs that we've discussed come through, does do your thoughts about those change in a way? No, I don't think or so. Or does the context around them change in some way for you? I don't think so. Okay. I, I often can't even remember what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. Because I I'm very, um, like, what's the term I'm looking for? This, this sort of, this podcast exists in a vacuum in my brain. Like, the day we're recording, I list, I heavily listen to the song, read some stuff about it, make some notes, yeah, and then record the episode, and then it's out of my brain because I have one million things to remember. <laughs> so, yeah, I should go back and listen because. You'll probably be like, oh, you like this song. And I'm like, yeah, that's the ticket. I did like this song. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> no, but there's some songs that I know, like, 
you just said if I fell. And I'm like, no, I know I love that song. Yeah. Like, I have strong feelings about many songs. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's a lot that are sort of in the middle that mm-hmm. I'm just like, sometimes I'm like, yeah, this is a pretty good tune. And sometimes I'm like, I'm void of all opinions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I feel like I've never been void of all opinions, though. Have I? Having no opinion is having an opinion. Oh. One could say. Oh. Mm, mm. How, <laughs> yeah. That's true. You could say. How existential. Oh, when it, yeah, when it doesn't move you at all, that's mm-hmm. very much an opinion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> this bores me. <laughs> Next. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> have, uh, have you watched the, uh, A Hard Day's Night, the movie? Have we watched that together? No. I don't know that we ever have. No. We got to change that. Maybe. You should. You should. How long is it? It's a night, an eighty-minute romp. Oh, so many minutes. <laughs> I'll do movie. it. Like, I'll I, do it. Yeah, I do feel like you'll enjoy it. I can do eighty minutes. That's then we'll fine. watch Help. I've seen Help. Have I seen Help? I don't know. Well, did we? Oh, we saw it in the theater. If you've seen Help, you can did watch we? a Hard Day's Night. <laughs> Didn't we see it in the theater? We saw something so. in the Britannia. We saw the Touring Years documentary. No, but I swear we saw. I don't think we saw Help. Oh. Were there clips of Help? Probably, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm remembering. Yes, I think that's what it was. I feel like Help should be, is best remembered in clips. (laughs) (laughs) If you just chopped it up into music videos, it would, that's probably the, the kindest way to remember Help. Yeah. There was like something on a train. That's a hard day's night. Oh. Was it black and white? I don't oh. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There, a Hard Day's Night, they were, they were on a train. Hmm. Maybe I have seen A Hard Day's Night. Maybe you have. I don't know. <gasps> and I just, oh, maybe I'm void of all feelings about A Hard Day's Night. Because <laughs> I don't even remember it. <laughs> Whoops. Well, uh, it's okay. At least you've seen, uh, you've seen Head. I have seen Head. Have you seen Head? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah. Yeah. Head versus Magical Mystery Tour. What wins for you? Oh, head's way better. Yeah, I'm, I'm head's with you on way that. better. Although, you know, <clears throat> I, Magical Mystery Tour for what it—I mean, it's a student film and it's from 1967, and you know. Yeah. I love Magical Mystery Tour. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but yeah, head's fantastic. Agreed. I think Jonathan like almost died when I quoted head, and he was like. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, head like you. You've seen, and I was like, yeah, I saw it when I was. We were like dating, yeah. Yeah, and you said something. You said, uh, "How's about some more steam?" And I was like, "Girl, did you just quote head?" I was like, "Yes, I did." I started ring shopping that day. Yeah. Yep. I'm locking that down. Yeah. I'm the only smart man. Yes, smart man. Yes. All right. All right. So, I'll cry instead at 109 out of 223. Am I way off base? I'm in the ballpark. Phoebe, what are you thinking? I think that's a that's a pretty good rating. Pretty accurate. Pretty on point. Yeah, I mean ballpark you know, wise. If, if we were to make lists, I don't. Um, I think our list would line up very infrequently. But right. that, that <laughs> one's probably. I think I'd probably have cry. Alcar and says more than that. Okay. Okay. Maybe a little bit higher for me. Maybe. Okay. Like you like yeah, it a little you bit really more. Like it. Yeah. I really like it. But then again, I also forget how many Beatles songs there are. So yeah. it's very possible that I like 110 songs more than Al Grant said. I mean, they, they have a lot of songs. Yeah. 
Julia? I tell you what, Jonathan, I'm sorry. That's okay. Go, Go ahead. ahead. No, no, no. Please. I was, I was just going to say that I would never have the balls to publicly like make a list <laughs> of like the, the ranking the Beatles songs. I would there's I mean you're just inviting so much <laughs> so much wrath. You know, I feel like I don't know why I'm been, a glutton for punishment the way I am. I feel like but. people have been surprisingly chill about it because you're very mm-hmm. you you make it very clear like these are completely my opinions. I do not think that I am correct for everyone. Like yeah. Everyone, this list would be, yeah, Yeah. like, I don't dislike any of these songs, you know, like, your list is completely different from mine, and that is great, and I fully support it. You're not just like, these are the songs, and this is the only correct, like, I think you would get a lot more flack if you took a very... Like, <laughs> yeah, you're different hard stance. line stance. Yes. <laughs> yeah, but this you're like is the definitive list. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'll cry instead yeah. of 109. Fuck you, otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you disagree, you don't know shit about the <laughs> That would yeah. be a very different podcast and a very different response and a very different comment section. Yeah, I mean, there, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I have certainly seen my share of like snarky comments. About some of my opinions, right. and that's fine. Yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. I also don't take it all that seriously. Not at all. Because yeah. what I'm doing is not the Lord's work. Like <laughs> this is not <laughs> the world will not stop if I'm not ranking the Beatles. So yeah. Well, and several times I think you've gotten you've reviewed the list in your bit. You've been like, how did that get there? Yeah, I mm-hmm. would do this differently. So. Yeah, I'm I'm definitely going back. I feel like I've talked about this a lot lately. I'm gonna go back when we get towards the end. And do what I'm calling the Great Re-Rankening. Where oh, that's fun. I'm going to do an episode where I kind of just go back and maybe reassess some of the things that I know I've blown. Because there's an increasing handful mm-hmm. of like five or six where I'm just like, yeah, I don't know how I did that. Sorry. <laughs> maybe I was drunk. That'll be fine. I don't know what fun. I did. You probably were. It was early COVID. Like, yeah. chances are high. <laughs> yeah. The odds are high that I was drinking. Yes. <laughs> well, it's fun. It's kind of exciting and fun to yeah. to change your mind on stuff and to, you know, to love a song that you used to hate. You mm-hmm. know, like mm-hmm. that's exciting. Yeah, that's and fun. also, you know, we always, you know, we always ask people, you know, what their favorite Beatles songs are, and that can it changes. Like, yeah, opinions on things change depending on the way the weather blows. Like, I mean, what you had for breakfast could change the song that you want to hear that day. Um, so, you know. While certain this things I know are concrete. I hate I'll cry instead. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather hear glass onion. Yeah. So yeah, there there are definite things that are, are fluid in this kind of endeavor. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what changes, you know? Yeah. I've definitely had yeah. my I've definitely had my opinion changed on songs on mm-hmm. this podcast. Where like the guest has mm. changed my mind based on what they have said. Um like Octopus's Garden was a, a mm-hmm. is a big example of that. Like that completely changed my thinking of that song. So oh, wow. be curious to see where that one slots. Oh, there was one with and Jude Kessler too that we were both just like, yeah, um, mind blown. Which Ugh. one was it? It yeah. was the first time we had her on. Yeah. I can't remember what song. It and was. she just like opened up this box of insight that neither of us were expecting. Yeah. We were, I think, we were both like nice. a bit speechless. Yeah, she was amazing. Yeah. yeah, so that was very cool. Yeah, and now I got to figure out what to do. With now and then, when that comes out, because we're I'm sitting here like 223 songs, and now there's 224 oh coming. So mm. I got to do an asterisk episode somewhere. <laughs> so, so you have real love and free as a bird in the ranking. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
we have we have real love we have we have free as a bird um other stuff from uh i feel like i'm still not connected to the internet anthology here. do you have like leave my kitten alone oh yeah leave my kitten alone um that means a lot that means a lot uh if you've got trouble even 12 oh, bar yeah. original is in there if you've got troubles, if you've got less troubles, troubles than me. me. <laughs> Whoa. All right, rock on. Anyone? Anybody, <laughs> for the love of God, please rock on. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the idea was anything that was recorded or finished with the, Beatles. with the intent of release. Okay. Like, the goal was to release it. So, like, one of the ones. How the, do you do it? Uh, how, do you do to, how do you do it is on there, yeah. That was oh, like a real nice. early one. But like somebody questioned why I added um, 12 Bar Original. And there was enough evidence that I found to suggest <laughs> that the consideration was at least there to use it in some form for Rubber Soul, even if it was just like a segue between mm. tracks. Um, okay. Like at some point, a, an acetate disc was, pr was pressed up of it. Um, okay. It so like that made me go, okay, well, you know, they took that and they were making an opinion. And maybe they threw that opinion out real fast and just said, fuck it, and moved on. But it yeah. was at least discussed. So I think that merits it as a thing. So Yeah. yeah. And you put, yeah, I remember you you did rank Sleep Dick. And... Oh, yeah. Come give yeah. me your dying hand. <laughs> Come give me dying That was back yeah. at the beginning of this whole podcast. Oh, man, that's Aww. 223 and 222 right there. Look how we've yep, grown. I remember that. <laughs> Well, I feel like we've done a good job on this one. Before we, I'm sorry, yeah. you didn't ask my opinion. That's I did. right. I'm sorry. Shit. I'm. So no, I, I rudely cut in. That's, no, that's no, it's your host. It's your job as a host to recognize. I've it once again. <laughs> I'm re-ranking myself to as a host. <laughs> when your guest rudely cuts in on your wife and to follow up. Absolutely not. I'd rather at all. you do it than me because. <laughs> I get that's one okay, thing I get yelled at in the comments Aww. about sometimes that you cut me off well, that I cut people off, but it's hard oh. because like on Zoom whether it like or yeah it, it, when you're not in front of a human in real life it's hard to kind of pick up those beats yeah there's so. a delay and mm -hmm. it's weird and yeah. yeah it's a lot um I feel like everyone can probably guess that I think that this is too <laughs> far yeah down on the list like this can move back a, a little ways. You going like in the one fifties, mm. the high hundreds? No, not the high hundreds. <laughs> not that bad. Okay. I don't know where. What is this one oh nine? The one after one oh nine. Oh my god. <laughs> oh boy, I don't know. I'd say maybe this side of one fifty. Okay. Yeah, but not this close to a hundred. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I can live with that. Okay. I'll take it. Good. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Above or below two of us? Ooh. Um, I like two of us significantly more you than do. this. Like, you do. like yeah. a like a lot, a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I can't think of a good word because I'm really tired. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. A, a lot. lot. <laughs> I actually, I really love Two of Us. Yeah. I love that song. It makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. I just like it. It's Spe a very sweet song. Speaking of it Two is. of Us and, and Beatle films, yeah. can we talk about the film Two of Us? Have you seen that one? Yeah, sure. Boy, speaking yeah. of turds, that's a stinker. 
<laughs> was that the one where he's like, you think so? Get out here, Lennon, or whatever. Oh. There's like someone outside of a McCartney, window. McCartney, you bastard. McCartney, oh, no. you bastard. No, 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 no. no this <laughs> that's is, a TV movie. Yeah, that's a TV uh, movie. Linda no. McCartney's story. Yeah, this is, uh, this is John and Paul uh, meeting up at the Dakota um, when Lorne Michaels offers the money for the Beatles to oh. come on SNL, and they go frolic through Central Park together uh-huh. in disguises and rekindle their flame for a brief moment. Oh, that's cute. I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's Is it? any worse than any of the other biopics out there. <laughs> yeah. I feel like Have ma- you seen the other biopics? Like, I've, I've seen the one where he does the McCartney, you bastard thing. Um, <laughs> that's all, the, the most I remember from it is that. Uh, obviously, Backbeat. I have not Backbeat seen Nowhere Boy. It is goofy. Uh, soundtrack is just so good, though. Like all the oh, best '90s rockers that... just like smashing this, these these songs. No, bro, that jazz. The jazz on the Backbeat soundtrack is awesome. Interesting. Okay. Okay. I didn't know that, that... was the that that was the part I loved. There was this yeah. one track. It's called like "You Asked, I Came." It's okay. so good. Interesting. Who's playing you it? To, do you like jazz? Um, what kind of jazz are we talking? It's an open-ended question. Right. Do you like music? Do you like jazz? <laughs> what, uh, what, what kind of jazz are we talking? Like, more like New York-style jazz? Or like Chicago jazz? New Orleans jazz? No, no, no. It's very, like, cool uh, like New York jazz. early Hepcat kind of I get into jazz, it. Yeah. I don't listen to a ton of it, but I enjoy it. Yeah. I love that one. Okay. I wonder if I could find it on Spotify. I'll, I'll send it to you. Not Please. that you can't look it up on Spotify right. or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I that soundtrack's readily available anywhere. Hmm. That's a shame. Which is I, a total I'm shame. Sh- sure, I have that MP3 somewhere. On. That that I can hook you up with. If you've if you ever, there, I think it was like the MTV Movie Awards, uh, the year this came out, they had the Backbeat Band like playing at, at mm. the awards. And it's like Greg Dooley, Dave Perner, Dave Grohl, uh, who else? I can't. There's two others, and I can't remember. But like, they're all just like revved up alt rock, like you know, grunge covers of hippie hippie yeah. shake and stuff like that. And it's just mm. killer. It's so good. Don't you see if it's on your old iPod shuffle? <laughs> I don't have an iPod shuffle. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's a it is on YouTube. I know that. I, it is on YouTube for real. Well, before we before we wrap the day, can we do some rapid yeah. fire questions? Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Okay. Now, we kind of already touched on this one earlier, but I'll ask it again. And let's keep it to just, like, the core initial five uh, Beatles okay. films. Your favorite Beatles film? Uh, Magical Mystery Tour. All right. Okay. Least favorite? Help. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I was actually thinking about this. I would probably go Yellow Submarine. I, I really enjoy. I think actually Yellow Submarine's a great movie, but it's too long. It's I don't too like long. I don't I don't like to do repeated viewings of it. Yes. I think that's where it falters for me. It's too long. And you know, I was also thinking about that movie a lot with the recent kind of brouhaha about uh the perceived AI-ness of whatever this new song is going to be. And mm-hmm. I found myself thinking, you know, people are griping about the possibility of, you know, a fake John Lennon vocal. But no one cared when it was four other dudes yeah, being right? the Beatles in 1967, 68 Nobody for Yellow cared. Submarine. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, your favorite song in a Beatles film? Ooh. You mean like from the original Beatles ones? Yes. Okay. Unless you have an alternative way to approach that. 
I mean, <laughs> if we're talking about like the original five, probably uh, I'm gonna be real basic and and just say let it be. Okay. Uh, fool on fool on the hill. I am the walrus. Yeah. Um, those three probably. I get with that. Are the best. Yeah. If you were thinking about it from the uh, another angle, because it seemed like you had another angle, what would that be? Well, I originally thought you meant like. A Beatles song used in a non-Beatles Ooh, movie. Okay, I'll, I'd love to hear that. Ooh. I can think of one example, one fantastic example, and it wasn't John Lennon's version, but it was a cover of Jealous Guy used in uh, Feel Good. I don't you know, know what that is? Uh-uh. Um, Feel Good is a fantastic series. Uh, you can see it on Netflix. It stars Mae Martin. And it's uh, it's it's fantastic, but yeah, there's like this hot uh, this hot like um, reunion scene between May and her girlfriend, and Jealous Guy is playing this this is like bluesy cover of Ooh, Jealous okay. Guy, and it's like interesting the best. It draws out like all the sexiness of Jealous Jealous Guy, and it's really good. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. For a split second, yeah. I thought you were gonna say it's a cover of a John Lennon song. And it's Richard Dreyfus in Mr. Holland's <laughs> Opus doing Beautiful Boy in Sign Language. And I was going to oh, be really God. disappointed. <laughs> you, no, you don't know me. I would never say that. Good, good, good. Jonathan has, for anyone that doesn't know, which is everyone, he has beef with Richard Dreyfus. I hate I Richard he Dreyfus. hates Richard Dreyfus. The worst actor. So every time oh, that good. song comes on, I always do like the little, like, beautiful like the little sign language that he does from the movie and he gets so angry oh my god i've never seen mr holland so i'm allergic to movies like that yeah (laughs) yeah uh your favorite non-beatle character in a beatle film um hello that is definitely most definitely um why am i blanking on his name um, you know, the TV director in A Hard Day's Night. Uh, Victor Spinetti? The fan- fantastic Victor Spinetti in A Hard Day's Night. Yes. As the TV director. Yes. I love it. Beautiful. I also love him in, I love his, like, sergeant role in Magical Mystery Tour, where he's just <laughs> shouting gibberish, like, the whole time. Uh, For it's, sure. it's very bizarre and Python-esque, and it makes me giggle every time I see it. But, he's uh, great all the time, but that TV director is... Yeah. He's so like, high strung. <laughs> he's amazing. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, that's all I got for you. Um, Phoebe, as always, an absolute pleasure. Um, where can everybody follow along with everything, ACOM, everything you, whatever you want to you know, throw out to the folk? Which, as, as I said in the intro, if you're listening to us, you probably already are listening to Another Kind of Mind. If you're not get on the damn thing and do it yeah fix it oh thank you thank you so uh on all the major podcasting platforms if you find us just subscribe and you'll get our content um we have a website another kind of mind.com uh, that will become very important in the future Ooh. when we put out the series crafts yes <laughs> <laughs> look out for those crafts yes. um we're on all the major social media platforms now, except the ones that aren't quite up and running yet. But we will be when those are going regularly. Yikes. Um, 
I feel like all the social media platforms are like crashing and burning right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, it's pure um, chaos. Yeah, it's absolute madness, and there's good reasons to quit all of them. But yes. what? What? I don't know how else to promote my podcast. So yeah, <laughs> so there you go. That's why we're on them still. Exactly. Yeah. Um, we do have a Facebook group for people who use Facebook. I don't know any. I I joined simply to promote my podcast. I, I don't. <laughs> I'm borderline illiterate on Facebook, but we do have a group there if you want to chit chat. And yeah, that's about it. Lovely. Well, Phoebe, always, always a pleasure. You're the best. Thank you for uh, carving some time out for us. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for the years of friendship and beetle buddiness. You got it. I love it. Let's do it again soon, shall we? Yeah, let's do it. Wonderful. We'll talk to you soon. All right. Okay. Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye. Phoebe Lord, everybody. That was so much fun. I love chatting with her. She's the best. Yeah. Uh, Friends, as we've said before, if you're not listening to another uh, another kind of mind, I don't know what you're waiting for. One of the best damn podcasts out there. Uh, It'll blow your little beetle-loving mind. Go dig in. Hours of well-researched, well-thought-out, really interesting discussion. I love how she's like, we have big episodes planned. I'm like... All your episodes are big. You all do so much research, and it's so developed. And I feel like the biggest Neanderthal when I talk (laughs) to her. When I was like, so here John makes the recording now, and it's in two parts. It's a different podcast. It's okay to be different. I know. You don't have to be the same. I know. It's fine. I want to sound smart, too. Oh, you do. thank you. You certainly sound smarter than I do. Ah. It's just illusions. We all know who the brains are of this operation. For certain things, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Friends, let us know what you think about I'll Cry Instead at 109. Are we way too high? Are we just... Let me know what you think about I'll Cry Instead at 109. Are we too high? Are we way too low? Or, you know, just like Baby Bear's Porridge, are we... Just right. Oh yeah. Let us know in the comments wherever you might listen to us and interact with our postings. Uh, we're over on Facebook at Ranking the Beatles. We're over on Instagram at Ranking the Beatles. And assuming that it's still there, we're at Twitter at Ranking Beatles. Do we have to go on Blue Sky or something next? I'm not doing it. You can do it if uh, you want. You don't do them now anyway. That's true. So why <laughs> should I start now with a whole new social media platform? Valid. That would be stupid. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it either. Don't do it. Who cares? Tell the car man <laughs> to not ruin the Twitter the app. <laughs> car man, save the bird app. Stop. Car man, <laughs> go away. Isn't there, a, isn't there a submarine you can go oh, look at ships oh, on? Oh, oh. Anyway, friends, (laughs) hopefully you've enjoyed this episode. If so, please tell a friend. uh, Leave us a a review on your podcast provider of choice. Only a nice review. Only a nice review. If, uh, yeah, let us know what you think. And uh, hopefully you enjoyed it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm at a loss for words now. It's just one of those days, man. Um, Make sure you check out RankingTheBeatles.com. If you're still listening to this ramble at this point. Yeah, I think All the everyone's stuff's tapped out. Yeah. If you're still listening, God bless you. We'll see you next week with a brand new episode. <laughs> Until then, I am Jonathan. And I'm Julia. This has been Ranking the Beatles. Adios. Hi, y'all.